EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day, thank you for listening, pod fan Great to have your company uh, here on the EFTM Podcast uh, Trevor Long with you and uh, got a quick show for you this week uh, Because I am just under the pump it's it's all happening uh i'll talk about that in a bit um but anyway don't just bear with me okay just bear with me uh competition still has a couple of weeks to go there's still a couple of cool things still to come in terms of entry possibilities for you via the youtube channel and the website and we're still holding a little bit of hope that i'll get the app out in time um we'll see how we go can only do so much mainly because i'm not doing it myself (laughs) And uh, therefore, I don't have full control. But James is working his butt off on that thing. It looks amazing, but it's still just not quite ready for, for my liking. So we're getting close, folks. We're getting folks. If you've got a um, getting close, if you've got a tech question, jump on the website eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. I will try and get you on the show when we record. Um, a lot of emails this week, but not a lot of people uh, available to take calls. Um, that doesn't help. <laughs> so, not really. Um, helpful that I can't get a hold of you if you did email. I'm sorry about that. Um, feel free to email again, um, and I'll try you again next episode. But we do have a couple of people on the line. Plus, I want to spend a bit of time uh, this week talking about mental fitness. Now, that fi- that actual term, the first person I ever heard use that term instead of mental health um, or depression uh, was Gus Walland. Um And Gus is now... Headstrong, headlong, footlong, all the way into his own organization, Gotcha for Life, which is dedicated to helping mental fitness and challenges some of the norms about how we talk about, deal with, and fund these things. So I'm going to have a chat with Gus Wallen today about that. Um, if you feel inclined to support Gus and what he's doing, I've, I've got a little idea of the way I can thank you for that. So keep listening. And um, more importantly, I think it's a really important topic for us to talk about. Um, I know people who have suffered with mental health issues, and I worry that we found out about those things too late and could have dealt with them better. Um, and I wish as friends and individuals we, we, we could have and should have done that. Um, but you can only deal with what you kind of know about, um, unfortunately. And, and, you know, too many people are taking their own lives. Uh, so pretty serious topic, but I think it's one we have to cover and we have to talk about. So yeah, we'll talk to Gussie Walland from Got You for Life, Gotcha for Life, very soon. Uh, and their website is Gotcha, G O T C H A, G O T C H A, for the number four life.org. But if you search Gotcha for Life on Google, you will definitely find them. Um, and Gus is on all the social platforms. He'll um, he'll link it up there as well. Um, so a couple of calls. Gussie Walland, uh, and more here on the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Trevor Long here, taking your calls. You've got a tech question, just go to the website, EFTM.com. Send me an email. I'll get in touch. We'll try and get you on the show and help you out. G'day, Mel. Good day, Trevor. How are you? Um, good, thank you. What can I do for you? What was your question? Oh, um, we're thinking about looking uh, buying an Epson fast photo scanner, mm-hmm. and they're quite expensive. And we just wondered if you'd 
come across them or had any reviews or um how much are they these days they're about nearly seven hundred dollars yeah so here's the thing they're a few years old and i'm saying i feel like it's three or four years maybe three years let's say three years since i i grabbed one um i tested it it was amazing i did it on the today show as i recall as well um i thought it was amazing but my biggest problem was it's a bloody lot of money for something that theoretically you only need for a limited time. Like you've only got so many photos, don't you? Like how many albums you reckon you got? Oh, hundreds. So <laughs> here's the great thing. Three yeah. or so years ago, I'm pretty sure they were $7.99. So let's say they're around the same price. They're holding right. their value as a product. They're not going to change much. I reckon it's the perfect investment because I think that if you keep it in good condition, so here's what I'd do. I'd buy it. I'd keep the box, I'd keep the packaging, I'd keep the instructions, I'd keep the CD with the software, I'd keep everything. And then I'd use it over weeks, over months, over whatever it takes you to get all those photos scanned. And then I would put it on eBay or Gumtree or Facebook and I would sell it for maybe $500. Because see, if and you might actually use this as a tip for yourself, you might find one secondhand right now for $500 because if I was selling it, I wouldn't sell it for $200. I'd sell it for 500 or so because it still does everything the brand new one does. So I think it's a product that actually holds its value but has limited use for the buyer. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes, I, I, I do. See I understand it, that. I see it being changing hands year on year as as more people scan their photos. I think it would be great. If, if, if you had money to start a business, you would rent these things out. I'd, I'd rent it to you for like $30 a month and you keep it and – and then I'll take it back and I'll rent it to someone else. <laughs> right. Okay. But it's excellent. I, like it, it will scan. If you've got photos with that you've written on the back of, um, you know, January yeah. 1976 or whatever, um, it'll scan the front and back of photos. It does them from memory about 100 a minute. Like I remember it being very quick. It is. It's very fast. And that's what I liked about it because it's a feed. Yeah. Rather than we've got an old scanner oh, where you lift the lid and the old oh, flatbed, no way. Yeah, no, no. I don't. I wanted something, but I hadn't. I don't know anybody who has one and who has bought one. So well, someone's nicked I'd, mine. I tell you that right now. I lent it to one of the producers at the Today Show, uh, and it hasn't come back to me. So <laughs> they're that right. good. Um, they're that good. I, but generally, um, I remember it being fun to set up. And when I say fun, I mean not as easy as I might have hoped. Um, the right. software, you know, it's like they wrote it specifically for this and nothing else. So don't go headstrong into into getting it all done first. F- just get one album and get it right, even if you have to do it all a couple of times because there's things like how it saves the photos, in what format, what file name it gives the photos. Get all that right the first time, even if you need to redo it and redo it. And then once you're happy, bang, 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 just keep scanning, keep going. And then Mel... Give some consideration to putting all those photos up in the cloud so that they live yeah. on they live on for generations to come. Yes, yeah, I've learned from the past to make sure they go to the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you very much for that. All right. I appreciate Good luck. that. Good luck and thank let me you. know how you go. If you end up getting one, I'd also love to know in a couple of years how much you sell it for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then. Well, you might thank find you someone much. in the family that wants it. Good on you, Mel. Thank you. Cheers. And if you've got a question like Mel, and Mel um, was a bit kind of shocked on the phone because – Mel's email only came through like four minutes ago. Like the, it, it couldn't be a better time to email me than the moment I'm recording. <laughs> so, um, so yes, very, very happy to help. Uh, you're listening to Trevor Long on EFTM. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Rod. 
G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Uh, mate, I just want to um, just find out a bit of information about the photo sticks. I've got a, um iPad and most of the Apple products at mm-hmm. home, although I do use a desktop PC, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at some sort of um, stick that I can um, rip all the photos off that I have in the background to release, um, you know, a lot of storage space on my my, my gear. Yep. Now I've been I've been you know put in the best ten sticks or whatever the case may be, and uh-huh. two or three come up. And when I do that, and then I go and look at the reviews, I look at the reviews, and they seem to be or appear to be one-sided to one particular model mm. every time. Photo stick? Yeah, photo stick, and there's another one starting with I, but I can't remember what it was called. But, yeah, so that's basically where I'm set, mate. So I'm interested to know what your opinion is on how you – you know, what the best machine is for Apple, and if you can use it to do PC as well, um, which is my, uh, Microsoft or Windows, mm. um, if there is such a thing, and is the photo stick okay? I mean, at the end of the day, um, all the reviews say it's brilliant, but it appears to be the reviews are done by a particular party that might be supporting photo stick. Yeah, look, <laughs> so photo stick, um, I just don't like it. I've tried yep. it. Um, it doesn't do – I don't think it does what it's marketed to do. I'm sure it works, but yep. I don't believe it's – the ultimate solution for ripping every photo off a computer. And even when it, if it did, that's a really, um, I guess, ugly way of doing things. So unfortunately there is no simple solution. Um, Although I will say a good old fashioned memory stick can actually be your friend here. So um, JB Hi-Fi sell a thing called from SanDisk called the iExpand flash drive. And it's got a lightning plug on the bottom for your Apple devices, right? Yes. And you plug it into the bottom, and then they've got an app. I can't remember what it's called, but it'll tell you in the instructions. It'll tell you when it boots up. Yep. Um, and you open the app, and you, you actually tell it that's what you want to do. You want to copy all your photos. And it will copy all your photos over, and then it will ask you if you want to delete them as well. Um, ah. So it essentially will do the job for you. Now, the thing that those photo sticks and the like kind of grab you with is that whole plug it into a PC, and it just rips all the photos off, and, you know, you're done. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there there is such a great solution. There may be some, um, but I've never heard uh, rave reviews from anyone about them. In sure. reality, the biggest issue for you is having multiple devices with limited storage and you want to free up the storage. I think That's correct. the SanDisk iExpand flash drive is a simple and and not, not amazingly easy, but you know, you've got to click a few buttons. You've got to maybe swipe a few photos. You've got to do some stuff. And you may need to self-manage some of that. You, after it's copied, you might need to do some of the deletion yourself. I don't know, but it's the best way to ensure that you've got a solid backup. The one thing I'd say to you is I'm always nervous about deleting um, from any device because, you know, you lose those precious memories. So I'd, I'd want to be making sure that you check that the flash drive has the content on it before you delete it. Sure, sure. Um, and the other thing is, in reality, and I know you, you mentioned in your email to me you don't want to use a cloud, but you got to yes. remember that once this thing starts growing and you've got a huge database of photos, they're impossible to find. Like, mm. what are you just scrolling through just so much stuff? I mm. would look at, at the very least, I would look at the, the kind of free version of Google Photos and see what you can get out of it. I think that my, my investment in Google Photos is the best investment I make. I think it's better than Stan and Netflix because I've got hundreds of thousands of photos from decades and mm-hmm. I can search them. I can search for planes, sport, holiday, um, kids by name. It's it's just so powerful, and that does not exist on a computer or a phone. Okay, okay, all right. So you 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 said like a was it? It's like a Google version of the cloud, is it, or it is the it's cloud? Called, it's called Google. Google Photos. 
Yep. It's an okay. it's an app you can install on your Apple devices and okay. your PC. Yep. And it, what it does is it uploads all of your photos to the Google Cloud, and then Beautiful. it actually allows you to free up that space on your computer. Beautiful. And, or your or your device, but most importantly, it allows you to search and find your photos so easily. You can be at what I love doing is I'm, I'm at uh, family catch up and my you know niece turns 21. It's like, let me show you a photo of you when you were two. And I just nice. search for her name and every <laughs> yeah. photo comes up. You scroll back, you find that photo because it does face recognition. It's looking for colors, cars, everything. It's unbelievable. Just give it a try on one device yep. and, and see what you think. And is it free or does it cost you a month or subscription-based? So it's changed a bit over the last little while. It used to be that it yep. was free and you could upload like high-resolution photos. Now, yep. I think it's free and you can it uploads kind of a medium version of the photo, which is still completely fine for social media and everything, but yep, yep. it's not the original. I pay, I think I pay yep. 20 bucks a month, but that's because I've got a lot of storage. And an ABN. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the basic plan is not that expensive, not as expensive sure, as, sure. as I'm paying. Um, sure. But also, I just look at it and go, this is my family history stored and that's what I'm paying for. Beautiful. All right, buddy. All right mate. No, thank you very, very much for your Let time. Let me know today, how you end up, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day. Eh? Good on you, buddy. Thanks for getting in Thanks, touch. Thanks, mate. If you've got a question like Rod, get in touch. Let me know what it is. Um, I know the cloud's daunting. No, no, it's a cost. See, this is my problem with the costs of, of living these days. There's so many things we pay for every month, whether it's Stan, Netflix, mobile phones. Um, there's other subscription programs launching I can't talk about, but there's, there's lots of things per month. And you think about Google drive or google photos that is a safe ongoing storage space for your family memories i just think it's one of the best investments you can have so it'd be low on the list of things that i would chop if we were under budget constraints put it that way let us know what you think go to the website eftm.com So bear with me is is my motto of the week <laughs> because I'm so close to the end of the car comp, but I've still got so much still to do, hopefully before the car comp ends. Um, and for, I don't know, a year, we've been working on a new website <laughs> and it's just kind of never gotten to the point where it's ready to switch over. But on the old website, the push notifications weren't working, the the actual physical computer that the website sits on was too old and it couldn't be updated to the point where push notifications could work. Long story short. Um, and uh, that's one of the key points of the app. So I'm like, we need to go live. So we have gone live with our new web server. I don't want to say the website as it exists today is the new website because it's pretty much just whatever the hell I could get going. Ben, who does the web stuff for me, is a friggin' genius. Um, worked, I don't even know how many hours over the last few nights. Um, the hours I've done feel crazy, but nothing compared to what he's done. Um, but we've now got a robust, modern, um, and hopefully reasonably efficient and, and fast server, um, which allows us to do a whole bunch of things, not just now, but going forward. So what you see is not what you get. I want it to look different and it will evolve, but we just needed to get it happening. So we just had to, we had to pick, pick a moment and just do it. That's what had to happen. And we did. So yes, the website looks a bit different right now. Um, I don't really want your feedback <laughs> because, because it's not, I would call it a, um, transitional phase. 
Uh, there's a lot I've got to learn about how it can look and will look and muck around with it before I feel confident that it is signed off as the new website, if you, if you like. <laughs> uh, but in the end, it doesn't really matter because most people are viewing a page, not a website. They're, they're just viewing an article. Most people aren't coming through the front door, if you like. That's like, you know, spending a lot of time on the, on the front door of a shop when most people teleport in. That doesn't make sense because it doesn't happen, but trust me, that's what I mean. Um, so yeah, it's all good, it's all fine, it's working, and we're happy. Um, but it was just one of the one of the things we needed to do to ensure that the uh, uh, the app could hopefully launch with the notifications, which I can't be sure it will. That may that may be something we compromise on at the start. We shall see. Anyway, bear with me on that, um, and uh, also just trying to get everything else together. It's just I feel I've been a bit of a shambles at the moment. There's so much going on. But once we park a few things and I get a few jobs done, we'll be back to normal. I promise. Uh, anyway, it's all good. We're all happy. Everything's good. Just realised I would have carry a big bit of equipment home, and I and I walked. So that's another you know great thing about today. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. It's lovely to have you company. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, if you've got a question you want to get in touch, just go to the website, eftm.com, click Ask Trev, I'll uh, get you on the show. Now, I've got to say, it feels like, in fact, I can date most of the things I've done over the last 15 years by my children, um, and my youngest, Harry, is nine, so it was definitely about 10 years ago. I started uh, nine or 10 years ago. I was doing uh, regular chats with the boys at Triple M uh, on the grill team in the morning. It was just a whole bunch of fun. Um, a great fun crew, Maddie, Gus, Pagey and co just taking the mickey, but getting to talk tech. And I got to know Gussie Warland, uh, through that period. And I've seen him now just completely change career paths, essentially, while still dabbling in all the cool media stuff that he does. But the gotcha for life foundation is kind of, I feel like it's, it's the heart and the sleeve moment for Gus. And it's got me thinking a lot over the last couple of years of watching it. And, and digging into the pocket. And I thought that it would be fun and great to have a chat with Gus and talk about what he's doing and what we can all do to help each other. So he's on the line. Gussie Wallen, good morning, mate. Trevor, great to see you, mate. And uh, I remember those days well. And uh, we had heaps of fun on the grill team. And it's been wonderful to sort of get to know each other over the, over a decade now. I see uh, I see Maddie on – I was watching last night after the um, the – Rabbitohs got flogged. I was watching yeah. Maddie and just thinking he's a loose cannon that bloke. But uh, that was what that was what made him fun. Um, you, you know, got you for life. Tell me. I mean, I, I can't pinpoint in in my uh, knowing you when it, it kind of peaked. But how did it come about? How did got you for life happen? Yeah, so I did a program on the ABC called Man Up, and mm. you can still see it on ABC iView. We gave it away to the world through the pandemic, and we've just tipped over ninety million views. It's wow. three hours it's a very difficult watch at times it's a it's really my journey of why a friend of mine who seemed to have everything on paper took his own life and um i talked about it on the grill team um timing was everything isn't it in this sort yep. of in this sort of game and a lady who was looking to do a documentary around challenging masculinity in this country was driving her kids to school and she heard me talk about you know, the real frustration and sadness around my friend taking his own life and why he did it and the fact that we're all struggling still to today to try to work it all out. And we end up having a conversation and she said, look, why don't I document this journey? So Man Up was made and um, 
you know, it changed my life forever. Probably from then, I was still on Brecky Radio, so I still had a soapbox to climb up on and mm. talk to blokes in the morning. So I started challenging, you know, mateship and friendships and whether or not we do enough for each other. And then eventually, once the grill team ended and I was in my final year of Brecky, uh, contracted, I went, you know what, I've done over 10 years now. I really want to give Gotcha for Life a, a full-on crack. So um, I've been full-time now for about 18 months, and uh, we've been able to fundraise just over $6 million in that four or five years, and we're, we give all the money away to anyone that works in the preventive side of suicide. There's too much money put at the crisis point, not enough in the education of, of not having the problem at all, and that's what Gotcha for Life's about zero suicides, looking after your mates better and giving guys and girls the words to have the conversation of gravity so we're not just talking in banter all the time. The numbers are staggering, aren't they, around suicide in Australia and and men in particular? Oh, look, it's the number one way to die now if you're an Australian male. It used to be between the ages of 15 and 44, but the pandemic has certainly seen an increase and that number is number one way to die full stop if you're an Aussie male. So think about that for a moment and then think of nearly 70,000 people attempting suicide and most of those are women. That's one every 28 seconds. Someone's phoning the ambo saying, please help me or I found someone, can you please help me? So the numbers are horrific and it's not just in Australia, um, Trev, it's actually all around the world. The numbers mm. are similar and we just have to do something about it. So it's a line in the sand moment for us as Aussies to say, you know, are we doing enough to let people know that we love them and they're not and they're not worrying alone because I truly believe that suicide is a death of loneliness and we get ourselves into a situation where you go, you know what, it doesn't really matter if I'm around or not. The world will go on without me. Mm. No one really cares that much and I can't I can't actually tell people how I truly feel. I I feel embarrassed, I feel a sense of so much pain that I just want to get out of that pain. And that's why unfortunately they're doing what they're doing. They're making a permanent situation out of very temporary one is that why it's often your conversations are about challenging the, the masculinity problem um talking about mates and blokes because in the end um and the you know women have absolutely got the same levels of problems for sure but it's, mm. it's like men don't talk about this stuff is that the biggest challenge yeah it's sort of like a badge of honor if you like it's a it's a stereotype that was built so long ago and it's just impossible to live up to it and that's why I'm sort of challenging people to say, well, there's a whole set of rules around what it takes to be a man and a woman. Um, but those rules were set so long ago. Why don't we look at those rules and see if we can perhaps, you know, change them and adapt to them? Because probably 80, 90% of them are pretty much spot on. Mm. But there's probably 10% there that we can go, you know what, that rule was built so long ago. Surely we can challenge it. And one of those, of course, is bearing your emotions and not telling one how you truly feel, putting on the mask every day and just soldiering on. Well, of course, we have to do that in life. We have to have an ethic of, of working hard and resilience mm. and so forth. But it's absolutely ludicrous to think that you can't tell someone that you're feeling down or you've got some problems or you've got some issues or asking them for their advice or their help. It, it, it really should be um, the easiest thing for us to do is to go up to someone that loves us and say, you know what, I'm going through a bit of a tough spot, can you help me? And it doesn't mean that that person can necessarily come up with all the answers, but yeah. you start building a bit of a, a village around you, you know, that can help you with these situations and it takes your friendship to a much deeper level and that's what we want. We don't want people worrying alone and not talking honestly about how they feel. The thing is, Trev, when I talk to blokes, they all want to have these conversations, but they don't quite know how to. And the workshops that we 
um, uh, support, um, give you the words, if you like, give you the skills to be able to start that conversation that could save your life one day. Because it's a how and who thing, isn't it? Um, you you got to know how to have the conversation. You've also got to know or, or have someone who you can trust to have that conversation. There's kind of two parts to it, really, because even if you've got all the right words, if there's no one that you feel you can say them to, that's a massive problem for, for a lot of blokes. Oh, absolutely. And, and we, we're not taught how to have these conversations. We're certainly not taught how to actually listen to these conversations. Most of our conversations are, are built around listening to answer rather than listening to understand. So we have to learn this stuff. And I, I just think it's an absolute lockdown that this is what Australian men and women should be doing now as part of the school curriculum. We should be learning on how to have these conversations and how to listen to them. And also this sort of thing about blokes, you know, and you'd be perfect for this in the industry that you're in is, you know, fixing stuff all the time. You know, there's Mm. a problem. So here's a fix. Here's a bit of technology that can help you. Um, It's in our DNA as blokes generally and as humans to want to fix all the time. And sometimes you don't need to fix. You just need to be there you need to listen and you just need to be a part of this village that can help someone. And that's what I'm trying to get everyone to understand is that you don't need to burst into tears every five minutes or have a deep and meaningful conversation every time you talk, but you do need that one person who has got you for life, you know, just not got you for this this school term or this university degree or this whatever it might be, someone who's got you for life. And if you've got someone that you can rely on, that love you and they're going to listen to you and help you and support you, then that's absolute gold. You know, most people don't have that, so we need to work on that. Well, I was just going to say that, Gussie. It's one of the things that um, I guess maybe think of it like a barrier. Maybe it's it's a – I don't know what it is, but when I see you um, and I, I watch, you know, Instagram posts or stories and you have this – I, I feel like enviable group of mates that, that seem to go back to high school and you you get together regularly, you go for walks on the beach, you even go away. Um, you've got a very, very solid click group. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I don't know that everyone has that. And that's a really challenging thing. Like I look at it and go, well, I've got some schoolmates who I still catch up with, but you know, we don't see each other more than once every couple of months. You know, we might be on the text together. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like not everyone has that really close click group. And everyone has mates, right? We've all got, you know, it might be you know, at our generation, it's the it's the other, other fathers or mothers of, of our kids at school. But I'm not sure they're the close enough ones that you can do that. Like, I just feel like that's, that's one of the big barriers is finding that click group that you oh. can have that with. No doubt, no doubt. I'm very lucky, but I work at it very hard as well to make sure yeah. that I can keep all those blokes connected and so forth. And it's 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 not easy sometimes. It's easy once you put the work in and you build it, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, there was heaps of guys that you would have seen on my instance that I hadn't seen for years because yeah. of they're living in different parts of the world or different states. And I've just brought all these guys in and sometimes reluctantly for some of them because I don't want to be that person that talks about anything outside of banter. But, um, you know, eventually you build a safe enough space that you can have that conversation. But you're absolutely right. As we get a little bit older as blokes, we tend to have a smaller friendship group and it tends to be mates of or fathers that you turn into mates or friends because they're your kids friends parents or your kids playing in a sporting team or something like that and are they genuinely the people that you really want to speak to probably not yeah um but that's where sort of what i'm talking about is it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that you've known for a long time it could be a professional it could be someone that you don't know at all and you walk in there 
once a week and you just spill your guts on how you truly feel, that might be enough to just to take away that pressure so it's not building up inside of you. And, and then, of course, if you've got um, technology these days, the world is your oyster. There's lots of people in a similar situation. There's lots of chats and chat rooms that you can speak to people. But, of course, there's nothing quite like having a, an old mate or someone that you truly really love um that you can talk to about your stuff and i was going to um, say uh, as much as it's great having a little whatsapp group it's probably not anywhere near as powerful as you know going for a walk or uh, playing around a golf or whatever it might be that really does allow you that time to slowly crack through just your own surface let alone the other person's ability or, yeah. or keenness to listen yeah. um uh, but the, the other thing is is it it's also very generational too what your work is is going to go on for decades and it's going to live for for generations because there's a change that you are able to make at the school level for example i see you do amazing things uh bringing huge sports stars that obviously gets people's attention gets kids attention at school but makes them listen but Mm. that's going to have an impact because if you change the way kids see you know the 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 conversation we have with mates then you know the next generation won't won't be as you know pent up as we are well, exactly. I mean, and I think, you know, guaranteed my son's 21 was last week. I've got a 20-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old daughter and they they don't handshake. The boys don't handshake anymore. They hug. Yeah. The girls are, you know, they're very, very affectionate with each other. That That is awesome in terms of just breaking down that stereotype of, yep. you know, my father, I'm actually seeing him tonight. He's in Sydney to see a specialist. He'll shake my hand when I see him. And I'll go in for the hug and he'll find it really weird. <laughs> you know, we, we are we are trying to get these youngsters to change the way that we've been and to learn from us and learn from the fact that we haven't swallowed the map and, and don't know everything. So the kids are already more aware of looking after each other. We've now got to give them the action and the words behind the awareness to be able to take it to the next step. And, um, you know, I put it out there on the Today Show and I know that you and I meet on the Today Show a little bit. You know, I said zero suicides a couple of months ago, and I was absolutely hammered for it. But one's too many, so it's got to be zero. And I know it's a huge call. We're losing nearly nearly 12 a day at the moment. So when you think about it, it's a huge call. But, you know, we have to have these targets of zero suicide because I think through education we can change the way things are. And, educa- and educating the youngsters is much easier than perhaps us unlearning all the stuff that we've been told right from the start, which is sort of man up and shut up. It's really man up and speak up now, and that's going to take a few generations to get there. But mm. we will get there as long as we educate the youngsters because they're our future and they're the ones that, you know, at the moment are much more aware, aware of it than what you and I were when we were growing up. You mentioned earlier, uh, I guess, funding slash, you know, support uh, for this at a critical level at the point where, you know, it's actually gone too far. I'm assuming mm. you mean, you know, when people are at hospital or post uh, any attempts. Um, yeah. You know, the government could be doing more, I guess. You think about uh, road safety and the amount of money that over the years has been spent rightly on reducing the road toll. Um, mm. And that's come through both education and, you know, physical technology and cars. That's got to be a huge component, doesn't it? Just simply, you know, having more uh, focus from government funding point of view on mental fitness, mental health. Yeah, mental fitness and prevention of, of, of us having bad mental fitness is, is where I think more money should be focused. If you think at the moment that we're losing nearly 3,500 people a year to suicide, it's much more than the road toll. But, it, but in every 100, 100 million spent, you'd probably get 1 million c- compared to 100 million when it comes to road toll to mental fitness. So the numbers are really out of balance. But the thing is that if you look at it, of course we need to support road toll. Of course we yep. need to support technology and safety around that. 
what I would like to do is look at the pie that is surrounding the money coming from government and say less at crisis and more at education and prevention. That's where I think we're really out of whack at the moment. I mean, you know, let's be at the top of the cliff holding people away and educating them and pushing them away from the cliff rather than being the ambo at the bottom is probably an easier way to, to sort of um, yeah. suggest it. But, yep. you know, we haven't had any government funding as yet. I'm in discussions all the time with people. They understand what we're trying to do. And I'm, I'm glad in a way that government don't just throw money at you. You need to build a, uh, a body of work. You need yep. to show that you're not just around for a couple of years and you'll nick off. You, you know, they need to know that you're fair income to support you. And as I've said to government all along, I want you to help me 20%. So I'll get the other 80%, but just be on the journey with me. Help yeah. me somehow rather than give me a whole lot of money and let me see what I can do with it. I've already got good supporters. I've already got good people supporting me. As I said, $6 million in just over four years without government support. Just help me get a little bit bigger. Get, help me get more facilitators in front of children, in front of businesses, in front of schools. You know, that's all I need. And I need a runway to be able to do that so I can put these fantastic facilitators on and give them some type of um, um, security moving forward because they're a very emotional beast. They hear stories all the time that are very difficult and these guys need to be looked after and protected. And if they're worrying every nine months into every one year deal going, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get another gig, well, it makes it even more difficult. So that's what I'm mm. looking for. You know, the support I've had is brilliant, but, you know, we always need more. But you ask anyone that runs a not-for-profit, they'll be saying the same thing. Yeah, and I guess, but from your point of view, um, brilliant, bold move to go full-time at it because it also shows your commitment, doesn't it? I would assume that a, a government minister or a local member, you know, giving respect to someone um, or hearing from someone, you know, trying to essentially pitch for money um, would see the commitment you've made and that gives you that potential longevity. Yeah, look, I certainly don't leave any passion on the floor <laughs> outside the door. Um, they all look at me and go, mate, we get it, you know, totally. You know, like that's the thing about getting told no all the time. You know, if I walk into 100 meetings over a couple of months, I'll be told politely to F off about 95 times. Yeah. And then there's a couple that totally get it and they support you and then there's two or three that, you know, might be on the hook but not quite at the right time for them. So you just keep talking to them. But it's a really emotional space, Trev, because you're – you know what you're talking about is absolutely required now, mm. um, especially through the pandemic. And the numbers, like I said, the number one way to die is an Australian male is suicide. How can we not be more focused on it? Um, so everyone gets it, but it's just so frustrating when people then go, well, however, I can't help you. Or huge companies help you just in a little bit. You know, and you go, oh, you could do so much more. But, you know, you, you look them in the eye, you smile and you say, thank you very much. And you go back to work. I mean, I was a salesman until I was 38 and got into the media at that stage. So I've really gone back to that and, you know, I'm just doing my best out here now to, um, you know, just get as much money as possible so we can get more facilitators out there. Well, let's talk about two things before I let you go. Firstly, uh, the second one will be, you know, donating and, and how money works in an in a, uh, organisation like yours. But just as individuals, to people listening, hearing this, hearing your story, what are your action points? What what do you what do you say to people who you know have have peaked interest um, but are a bit blasé about it? What what are they What are their action points? What can I do to help myself and others at this point? Yeah, I mean, for me, the frustrating thing is that in Australia we rally really well after the fact. Yeah. So um, there's so many people that have had a suicide within their club or their workplace or their community, and you watch everyone rally. Yep. And we are yep. brilliant at that in Australia. And then we have every fundraiser under the sun 
and we then put programs in place and everyone goes, this is great, everyone's safe for now. What I'd love to do is get communities and businesses to get in front of the curve and say, you know what, I'm never going to let anyone in my community, my village, ever get to a stage where they're worrying alone so much that they could even take their own lives. So let's put all these things in place now. But it's much more difficult to think that far ahead, of course, and that's my problem. I want us to get ahead of the curve. So just look at your own business, look at your own family, look at your own relationships and say, are you doing enough to make sure that everyone in your life that you love are not worrying alone? And like I said, it doesn't mean you're not resilient, but it does mean that you don't want people who who you love worrying alone and thinking, you know what, I I can't tell anyone about this because I'm embarrassed. You want to have a relationship where people can talk openly with you about how they truly feel. So that's the key. I always say to people, how good a friend are you? How good a dad are you? How good a brother are you? How good a husband are you? Look at those relationships, those key relationships in your life and go, am I doing enough to let them know that I'm here for them, warts and all, without any judgment? And if we can have those relationships now and actually crack through a few of them and realise we could do better, because I'm sure that we could all do better, that's a really good starting point. And I just get people when I'm face-to-face with them to go through their phone and wonder how many people are in your contact list that you haven't actually spoken to in over a month. There's lots of them, always there's lots of them. So what are they there for? Are they there for any particular reason? Why don't you contact them, let them know you're thinking of them, or delete them out of your life and focus on the ones that you keep in your contact list. Life slowed us down enough last year for us to probably realise that we didn't have the right balance. Before we get too caught up back into this pace <laughs> again, let's 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 give ourselves an opportunity to be the best possible person we can be. And that means making sure that you're the best um, possible friend or father or whatever role you want to play to the people that you love in, in the world. You'd prefer to have an awkward conversation, sit in a bit of silence now, be open, honest, and vulnerable, then have a situation where you be the one trying to organise a fundraiser for a family. What's that mean? Rather have an awkward conversation now than be the one organising yes. a fundraiser for a family. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, when it comes to fundraising, I mean, what what is what does my money do at Gotcha for Life? Like, how can we encourage people to donate? Um, you talk about workshops. Is that where the money goes to to actually helping yeah. put I- people in front of people? About 80% of the money goes there. I mean, we want to engage, educate, and empower, basically. They're the three steps for Gotcha for Life. And engaging is normally me on the front foot going in somewhere and explaining what Gotcha's all about. And then we educate through our workshops, and they're, they're various workshops. There's courses we do and workshops that we do called Tomorrow Man, Tomorrow Woman. There is Accidental Counselor. There's uh, Mental Health First Aid. And then we empower. We leave people educated and anyone that's in a business could go you know what that interests me i'm going to be the person you know how you have a fire gut person at a business or you have someone who knows st john's ambulance whatever we want to leave every business with someone empowered enough to be able to go you know what i'm not a counselor as such but i am someone that is educated and i can talk to people about how they feel about stuff and i can be that i can be that set of years at work or whatever so that's they're the three pillars and um, you know, for us, it's all about education and and prevention. So that's where the money goes. There's there's, there's no money at the other end from us because they're already well looked after um, by government and other people. We want to stay at that at, at at that level where you can dip in and out of your mental fitness, but you always can cope because you've got you know the emotional muscle to be able to ask and and get help if you need it. 
All right, well, it's very easy to do. All you got to do is uh, just go to Gotcha for Life. Uh, the website's easy to find, gotchaforlife.org. Uh, donate button right up in the top right. I've, uh, <laughs> Gussie, I've told you, mate, I've committed to just a small amount, 100 bucks a month, because it's uh, it just comes out of the account then. It just happens on behalf of EFTM. Um, and, you know, mate, I, I tell you what, I, I think that if, and I'm you know, uh, not an open checkbook, but, uh, you know, if anyone wants to donate over the next couple of weeks, and if they send me, you know, a copy of their receipt, they don't have to show me how much they donated. I'll I'll send them an EFTM key ring. I'll send free merch to people that donate um, over the next couple of weeks because I just want to get people talking about it. I just want to get people understanding that that forty bucks, you know, it funds uh, a person at a workshop. You know, that's what you want. Yeah. You, you, there's little little bits of money can go a long way in your world because. You don't have government funding. You're just trying to make sure that you can keep those facilitators. It's funny you talk about that. It's just it's just a runway. You just need a commitment so that you can ensure that the the people that are doing the the bulk of the work are able to actually do this as their job, as opposed to you know now and then chipping in and out. I think that's the challenge for for you, if I can hear it correctly. Oh, absolutely. You know, and these are really special people too. It's not a script that you can stand up there no. in front of kids because kids kids have got a fantastic dickhead radar. <laughs> they can sit there and go, no. Nah, don't believe you. You're full of it. But if you're fed income and you build a safe environment, you just watch these kids talk about their true emotions because they're talking to people from outside of school. It's not like a school teacher. Yes. You know, which could be remembered and, and be held against you. That's sort of the way the kids think about it. It's someone yeah. that comes in, does the module, and they're similar sort of age, and they go, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. And they really, really open up. You know, it's just under the surface, these kids are really worried about stuff, but they don't bother us parents with it. Or mm. they end up, you know, getting on the drink or the drugs or whatever it might be, or they end up worrying alone so much, and that sets them up for the rest of their life. So it's all about educating them now so they feel that they can talk about their emotions and, 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 and be able to get the best possible life that they can. So thanks, Trev. I appreciate you supporting us, and I appreciate you having me on your pod, and, you know, we'll, we'll continue to look after each other, mate, and that's the way it should be. You're a good man. It's amazing what you do, and I have a great respect for you, buddy. So good luck with it, and hopefully, uh, it grows and grows and grows. And you, it's it's not just a, a little legacy; it's a huge legacy um, that you create with Gotcha for Life, mate. Cheers. That's the plan, Trev. Thanks a lot, mate. All the best. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. A nice, quick one for you. Hopefully, your commute was quick, or not at all, and therefore this is allowing you to move on to something else. The Daily Talk Show boys are still knocking it out on a, on a regular basis, so I have admiration for that, and uh, that would be my go-to subscription. I find it quite a numbing, uh, enjoyable listen because it's like sitting in the back of a car while, while two mates argue or converse about stuff, except you can't chime in, right? That's what I think The Daily Talk Show is. <laughs> so hit subscribe on that on your podcast app. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll do it all again real soon. Mm-hmm.